Hey everyone, welcome to the Curious Girl Diaries podcast. I'm Layla London, aka The Curious Girl. Now, just to let you know, this podcast is not suitable for work. It's also not suitable for anybody under 18. But the rest of you consenting adults, let's get ready to talk about my sex life, sex in general, and everything in between in explicit, raunchy, fun detail. All right, here we go. Somebody that's a third party, not related to what you're doing, comes in and just takes a, takes an axe and chops that off and says, no, I want to speak on the censorship issue because it's becoming pervasive. This is why men will fucking go and get it somewhere else. If you're not in touch with your body, if you're not comfortable enough to communicate, if you have hangups, girl, it's going to hurt you. Hey guys, how are you? Okay, I'm going to jump right in. This is going to be a different kind of a podcast. I'm going to kind of mix it up because there's a couple different subjects I want to cover and I want to get to them. I'm going to make this one kind of a quickie, I guess. I'll try to stay. Did you guys listen to the last podcast I had? The one previous before this? It was like two hours and something. It was over two hours. But I'll tell you what, if you haven't listened to it, trust me on this. Go back and listen to it. The one with Mickey and I, where I do girl talk stuff, that's when you're really going to get kind of a, just a different side of me because I'm interacting with a friend and we're just shooting the shit. You're going to love that one. I laughed my ass off. I had to go back and re-listen to it as it was edited and I had to pull outtakes and things like that. First of all, I want to thank my friend Mickey, who is kind of a fan favorite. And you guys have been asking for her to come back. She did an amazing job. But the fun thing is like, this is like the secret life of women. Like this is the shit we talk about. And as I've now realized, it used to be my statistics were, it was like a 45-35, I think, of men to women ratio. Well, I've lost some female followers. I don't know why. Why? Women, where have you gone? Come on. This is the place to come. This is the straight talk. I'll give it straight. I'll help you give it straight. And I'm going to help you with your communication with men. But as it turns out right now, I have, it's like 65% men, 65% men. I love men. Don't get me wrong. I'm happy. Thank you, men. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm not telling you to go anywhere. I'm just saying, ladies, we can represent. Don't drop off here. Come on. The stuff I talk about, a lot of it, like go back, listen to that last podcast all the way through where I'm talking to my girl and, you know, we're just shooting the shit. Like this is how it is. Like maybe I need more girl talk stuff, you know, in order to kind of maintain the female, my female listener base. But Trust me, all of this is advantageous. So just give it a listen. And I hope you guys enjoy it because I really, you know, I I enjoy sharing just the real honest parts of me and, you know, and who I am. And I laugh when I listen back to this. So I know it's amusing. (laughs) All right. Anyway, the first subject here is that I want to discuss that's really been popping up and pervasive for me. And uh, I'm not usually anybody that goes out on a political limb or this show's not about that, right? Like this podcast isn't about that. But man, I cannot help. I can't deny the fucking censorship that I'm seeing lately, whether it's on Facebook, 
whether it's on uh, Tumblr, as we know, you know, I told you my blog got, my original blog got taken down. I had to restart a whole new one. Lost 120,000 followers. That's the minimum number. I think it was over that, but you know, 120,000 plus. And literally, you have to understand, so uh, to put this in a perspective, that if you're not building a social media following like that, it just basically means that, you know, whatever you do for work, you could lose 100% of your business is taken away by a third party. And I wasn't transacting with them. So let's be clear. The only business I was doing was just in the communication, the reblogs, and basically the all and out just access to each other. It's a free flowing back and forth, right? So them to me, me to them. So you lose that. Now imagine this in whatever you do as a profession, whether you're a an attorney or whether you're a librarian, somebody that's a third party not related to what you're doing, comes in and just takes an ax and chops that off and says no. And all of those people that you had access to that supported your business went away. I fortunately, I was not driving an income from that access. If I was, I would have been fucked. So the majority of you that have a job and that are listening, imagine that everybody that connects with you through your company or through your business, whether you're the, you know, you're the, the innovator of that business or you're the employee of that business is now gone due to a third party that comes in and says, nope, and just takes it away, pulls the rug out from underneath you. This can be devastating. It would be devastating if I had built my financially, if I had built something around that. Again, fortunately, I had not. However, I want to speak on the censorship issue because it's becoming pervasive. I'm not just seeing it on, you know, it's not just on Tumblr, but we're seeing it on Facebook. I have a Facebook account for The Curious Girl. I don't even want to post on there, quite frankly. I don't want to use Facebook at all. It's my least favorite because I posted a picture of an ice cream cone being licked, a vanilla ice cream cone. I've said this before. It's absolutely not sexual obviously you can take it two ways, right? So I posted it on a site that's, you know, on a Curious Girl Diaries feed. And so I know how people are going to take it, but it's just a vanilla ice cream cone, you know, being like you got out of the soft serve machine on a plain cone just with one lick, right? Well, that got me flagged and shut down for a week, a week. And I'm like, and the problem is their sensors, nobody put their eyeballs on that. Their sensors are picking this up. But with the companies like Facebook, you can't, there's no recourse. You cannot right now, especially with the COVID, they're blaming COVID or whatever, that they don't have resources or people to, to review when you get flagged. You have no recourse. So again, you could be a parent showing your kid licking an ice cream cone and you get flagged and shut, you can't post for a week and you can't dispute it. You can't say, I, wait a minute. No, I think this needs to be reviewed because your sensors picked it up. I think it's a mistake. There's no leeway. And my problem when you have a system that has no way of checks and balances, that's when we have a problem. Guys, we live in the fucking United States of America. If you don't know what your first amendment rights are, you'd better fucking look them up. You have 
social media websites that now will pull down anything that they politically don't agree with that doesn't go along with their advertiser's agenda. There's all these things like I have to, you know, I don't mean to be like a conspiracy theorist because I'm really not, but it only takes looking at a few different layers for you to actually kind of see how non-free we really are. And let's just talk about the First Amendment for a one millisecond, because that's really what I want to focus on here is my gripe about the censorship is that we do have under our Constitution a beautiful thing called the First Amendment. And Good news. Strictly Anonymous podcast is looking for people to call into the show. So if you lead an interesting, naughty secret life that you want to talk about while remaining anonymous or not anonymous, if you're out and proud, that's cool, too. Send me an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. That's strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. Or go to my website, strictlyanonymouspodcast.com and click on be on the show. And this right, it's a right afforded to us as U.S. citizens. We are founded on this belief. But the problem is this belief did not come into play when there was social media. Our forefathers didn't know that we would have sexually explicit content. They didn't know that we would have such hot political debates online and information and news media that's, you know, more one-sided than the other. They didn't anticipate all these things. But the premise and the core of what they're trying to convey to us is still important. It doesn't matter how modern we get. The root value of that sentiment, the root value of our First Amendment rights still remains. And make no mistake about it, guys, the First Amendment is not necessarily about what you believe in and what you want and what you believe is right or just or should be propagated or whatever it is. It's about the shit you don't like. That's what the First Amendment's about. It's about the stuff that, quite frankly, you might hate and despise, and be disgusted by. But once we start filtering that shit, whatever that is for you, it's a slippery slope because the door swings both ways. And like I said, I don't use, this platform isn't for very, you know, this is probably the first time you've ever seen me get stand on a soapbox. But I do think it's important. I think it's important that we, as long as it's not illegal, right? You have to be willing just to go to the mat for defending the First Amendment. And isn't it interesting? Like, you know who I have studied a lot and and just have a lot of respect for is Larry Flint, of all people. You know, he's a pornographer, right? That guy has done more for First Amendment rights, protecting it and defending it than probably anybody. I challenge, like, if I'm wrong, please, I love to be educated. Point it out to me. I mean, this guy lost his ability to stand because of it. Actually, maybe that's a misnomer. Do you know why? Let me just, if you don't think you like Larry Flint or maybe you're conservative, he didn't actually lose his ability to stand. He wasn't shot and paralyzed because he was posting pornography and not posting, but distributing pornography right back in those days, right? It's Hustler Magazine. He was shot because in his magazine, he showed a black man with a white woman. He showed an interracial couple. And isn't that also a subject right now that's a hot button? You know, this whole racial issue that we have going on. And I'm not saying it doesn't exist. What I'm saying is 
you have to be clear on the facts. There's people that have come before you. There's trailblazers that have paved the road and that have actually given you the liberty of having this fucking debate right now, whether it's Black Lives Matter, White Lives Matter, Asian lives, any lives, whoever. I won't get into that. I'm just saying the fact that we are able to have that debate, that we've gone from where we were 60 years ago that we get to have these racial and sexual debates. There's people that paved the way for this. And these rights that we have, that have been fought for and upheld in the highest courts that we have, and the people that have gone to the mat when those rights were called into question and stood up, and quite frankly, they really didn't have to, and took these legal battles all the way to where they needed to go. We need to be very thankful for them. They're the reason that we get to have this debate right now. They're the reason that right now I get to say that what Facebook's doing, that what Tumblr's doing, and that quite a few of these social media outlets are doing, because it's not just the sexual content that they filter. It's not just that stuff. It's political stuff. It's your opinion about something. You know, you could be the wackiest fucking batshit crazy person, and you think Aliens are taking us over through old women with knitting groups and you have and you're pushing articles and you're posting stuff on your Facebook wall about and the Martians are coming and Area 51 is covered up and but they're coming and they're going to take us one old lady at a time. And however crazy the conspiracy theory is, guess what? As it's your right to post, it's your right to free speech. But if you post that shit on Facebook and their fact checkers say, hey, it's not true. We're ripping this down because, you know, it's propaganda. You know what it is? Guys, wake the fuck up. It's not propaganda. It's that Facebook sells you as a product and a commodity to their advertisers. And when you post that shit, you aren't helping their bottom line to their advertisers. Just it's as simple as that. I'm sorry. I I hate to be the one to burst your bubble. That's how it goes. This is what's going on. So you have to realize that when our First Amendment rights are violated, whether it's because you're believe in aliens and and your knitting circle is compromised, or it's because your political views are compromised and you can't post how you feel about that, or whether it's you can't post the sexual content that's legal, not illegal. I'm not talking about pedophilia and things like that. Whether you can't, you know, if you can't post a picture of a man holding my neck and you see my nipples, you know, I mean, we got a problem. We have a big problem. It's a slippery slope and everybody that's in that group, like you will find yourself, like I said, the door swings both ways. It will swing back to you. Don't think, oh, well, I just do everything right. So this just doesn't affect me. Guess what, fucker? It will affect you at some point. When your opinion is opposing, it will. And you can't always expect that you're going to live your life in a little fucking box without an opposing opinion. And if you do, you're probably not really living. So for me, honestly, I'm not going to be, you know, it's the first time I've opened my eyes and gone, holy shit, like as I've tried to, you know, with what I post with my content and the things I am about with this podcast, right? I'm getting flagged and things like that. I mean, it's really ridiculous because I would say on a scale of like, you know, let's rate me on a pornography scale. I don't, first of all, I don't post 
pictures of myself and pornographic images of myself. I don't, and there's nothing wrong with that. I'm just giving you a, you know, I'm telling you where I'm at. So if I'm censored, the censorship needle is not far from you. That's what I want to point out to people. If you think that this doesn't relate to you, it does. Because it's not just about adult content. It's about any content that's not suitable and that's not resellable and that's not monetizable by these big social media platforms that we are into. Is that making sense? I hope it's making sense. I know that a lot of my Tumblr people and they get it. There's a lot of people out there that get it. The light bulb's coming on. So let me steer you. Let me address those people like the Tumblr refugees. You don't know where to go. Quite frankly, I don't know that Twitter's far behind because it really just depends on when they want to start monetizing their business in a certain way. And we're all going to be subject to that outcome. Don't expect them to protect you. Like really, they're the last place that I know that where we can sort of quote unquote freely post whatever we want. Don't be fooled. There's a change coming for whatever reason. There's there's a change. And so I just want to say that what we have to do is source platforms that are run by individual free thinkers who didn't intend on and don't intend on monetizing and making money on your, how conservative you are and how much you align with the blue chip advertisers. The blue chip advertisers are conservative and won't align with any sort of, and you know, even if you are conservative, your thought process might not align with those advertisers. So you've got to be careful. Just be careful. That's all I'm saying. I know, like I said, I won't ever do another podcast like this. You won't ever hear me get this passionate and be this out there about this. It's not my stick. It's not my thing, but I feel it needs, it's just been going on and going on. And I feel like I've got to devote at least part of a podcast about it to address it. All I want to do is plant the seed. I don't expect you to change your mind. I don't expect for you to go, oh my God, she's so right. Whoa, boom, boom, boom. I'm having a light bulb moment. If that happens, great. I just, I feel like where we change our minds is we get hit with this truth over time, subtly by so many different people. Someone will plant the seed. Then you'll experience it. Then somebody else will plant the seed and then you'll experience it. And you start it just to where it becomes to the point where you can reasonably say, yes, based on my experience, I see this going on and I believe it and I'm going to, you know, and boom, I'm going to, whatever the end of that sentence is, I'm going to X, do this. And somehow you're going to pivot and make a change. So my suggestion, the only thing I can think of quite frankly right now is I'm trying as best and fast as I can to move as much of my content to the sites that don't limit you and won't limit you moving forward. And there's quite frankly, only one site that I know of and can think of about that. And that's kingspace.net. Is it perfect right now? No, but it's pretty fucking close. It's the closest thing we have. Do I get anything out of this? Nope. I'm just trying to tell you that I believe in the mission and the partners and the owner of that site. And I don't worry that they're going to turn into a Facebook or a Tumblr and try to change their guidelines all of a sudden on people that have 
adult content, or expressive content in any form that falls outside of their advertisers who enslave them to what works and what doesn't. So that is the last I will say about that, hopefully. But I have been, you know, I've been kicked in the vagina (laughs) on the censorship issue enough to where I'm finally going, what the fuck? I mean, like, literally, I'm like, I really thought, like, it was my right to post what I want to post. I thought we had First Amendment rights. Do you know, this is the shitty thing. If I'm a pedophile, I could post about, I could craft an article that says, you know, and why all the reasons I believe that children should be able to make up their mind about their sexuality and that it's natural for adults to help them carve and shift and change and help them evolve that sexuality. And and therefore, this is why it's okay for older men and older people to have access to young minds and blah, blah, blah. I could write that bullshit. That wouldn't fucking be touched. I could post that legally. It won't be touched. It's protected under the First Amendment. And Facebook wouldn't do a fucking thing about it. No. Now, if I attach pictures of little girls being touched by older men, yes, of course, right? But if I write, if the written word, my opinion, now becomes censored, that's different. But I'd be protected under the guise of, oh, what are these pedophiles going to buy? It's like, uh, I don't almost say they're, it's, they're not calling themselves gender neutral. It's just gender differential acceptance or whatever. They crafted some bullshit fucking term. Come on. Really? And again, I'll go back to what I said. First Amendment's not here to protect what I don't approve of. But if I'm posting a picture of an adult licking an ice cream cone, no caption, nothing, I'm censored. What the fuck is that? Think about it, guys. Like I said, right now, there's a lot of you that think, well, this, I don't know what she's talking about. This hasn't affected me. Trust me. All I want to do is plant the seed because it will. All I'm hopeful for you and in you is that I plant the seed because you will be the recipient of it in some weird way. Trust me, you will. And when you are, you'll remember this. You'll remember what I said. And maybe because it's not the first time it happened, it'll be like the second strike. You'll be like, I heard that, then this happened, and you'll move faster on it. That's all I can hope for. All right, off of that, sorry, I don't, like I said, very, very seldom will you ever catch me getting like on my soapbox about something, like really, really going to the mat with it. But I don't expect I'll do it again. I really, really don't. But it's just something that's been burning in me, burning in me, burning in me. Okay, now... I want to talk about communication with a partner because it came up in my last podcast. If you haven't listened to my last podcast, episode 127, listen to it. It's great. I love having great conversations with my girlfriends. Like this is where you get to hear the dish. This is the real shit. I mean, men, like I know. So like I said, all of a sudden I used to have a better mix of females. Maybe some of them dropped off. I don't know. Or just my listeners have grown. I have noticed my downloads are growing. My, yes, my podcast is growing. And what's catching on more is men, I guess. So maybe I haven't lost any females, but I've just gained more men. However, the last podcast I did was awesome because I just get to talk, you know, it's just me shooting the shit. This is real life, straight talk, girl talk, having fun, dishing. Uh, You will love it because there's something in there for everybody, men 
and women. The women are going to be going, oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. And the guys are going to be like, oh, holy shit. Oh, I didn't know that. And, you're, and you'll be cracking up because we're funny. Please give that a listen. That's episode 127. Big emphasis that we have there is, is communication with your partner. And it's so important, guys. You really have to be, I want to just drive home this point. Like, a lot of women. I didn't fall into this category, thank goodness. I mean, like, honestly, I had a really awesome mom who was so much more in my face about sex and made me uncomfortable, like, when I didn't want to talk about it. Like, I could just, it curls my hair to think about, right? But she did me a huge, huge favor. There was always an open dialogue. Like, there was never not an open dialogue. From third grade on, this woman, like, set the stage for open and honest communication about sex. And... While I wasn't ready for that at third grade and while I wasn't, there was a huge gap into where that was really something I could, that wouldn't be more than a one-sided conversation. It didn't matter. She still had that conversation with me anyway. And she still delivered, I guess, you know, age appropriate information and always left the door open. And so when it did come time to where I was sexually active, even though some of those first conversations were awkward for me, they were had. And I think that kind of makes all the difference because I think women's sexuality, a lot of time it's just shrouded in just, it's just shrouded in secrecy and we don't talk about it and there's not enough out there about it. I don't know why. I don't know why. I know there's societal reasons for this and I know, you know, a lot of it is so rooted, but I haven't looked at enough information. I haven't done enough studies. My guess is just because so much about sex for women is rooted in pleasure. It's just rooted about biological facts about reproduction. And that's all we get, right? And men pretty much get the same thing. However, their penises are so sensitive. They're wired so much more effortlessly, right? Because their job is to ejaculate into us and come. So their sex organ is so much more sensitive and it makes it easy to happen and reproduction happens and everyone's kind of focused on that. And oh, how do we keep away STDs and that kind of stuff? We're not talking about intimacy. We're not talking about women's pleasure. We're not talking about, you know, sensuality and things like that and communication. This is the fucking standard. And let me just tell you women, let me speak to the women, the women that I do have listening. This is why men will fucking go and get it somewhere else. If you're not in touch with your body, if you're not comfortable enough to communicate, if you have hangups, girl, it's going to hurt you. If you're just receiving, receiving, and he just gets to do what he does, but he knows that you're not totally into it. Even if you let him do whatever the fuck he wants, he's going to seek out a woman that's more sexually evolved than you. And I don't mean that in experience. I mean that in communicative style. I could be totally just vanilla, but if I can express myself and communicate with my partner and flirt on that level, I'm going to have their interest more than their partner who doesn't communicate. You can be their partner who gives them regular sex, But if you're laying there unresponsive, you're not into it, it's obligatory. Ladies, this isn't going to cut the mustard. And so what I'm telling you is you've got to throw what your partner wants out the window. Guys, hold on here. I know you're just like, what'd she just say? No, women, get in touch with what you want. And don't be afraid to say what you want and ask for what you want and say what feels good and what doesn't feel good. The minute you're able to do that. That doesn't mean you're taking over and you're dominating. No, that means you're giving your partner information so that he can know how to satisfy you sexually. 
He does know how to make you his little bitch, his little slut. He does know how to take care of his wife. He does know how to value that precious gift. If you're not willing to do that, you will be stuck with the shitty results and you will have no one to blame but yourself. So I think, you know, as much as, trust me, I'll get on here. I'll talk shit about guys. I will. But I'm not one to hold back. I will tell them this is what you need to do. If they're not satisfying me or I think they're a selfish lover, and quite frankly, I don't know that I've ever actually come across a selfish lover. Most men want to please you. They don't want to be a shitty lover. Just like, I mean, I hope most women, like this is the thing. Women don't think about it the same. We're just like, oh, we're just receiving what he's giving. We don't think about ourselves as good or bad in the lover category. Ladies, you are either a shitty lay or you're a fucking sex goddess. What do you want to be? Okay. Like, don't be satisfied with falling somewhere on the, I'm okay. It's okay. I'm on the mid-level scale. No, no. You're either rocking his world or you're not. It's black and white. Which are you? Which do you want to be? Fucking raise your game. Raise it up. Level up, ladies. Get your game. Get your, you know, I talk about guys getting their stroke game up. Ladies, get your fucking pussy game up. Let's get our pussy game up. That means, you know how guys say, you hear that statement, they want to marry a nun and have a slut in the bedroom. Give them the fucking nun slut in the bedroom. You can still be that perfect wife, that perfect girlfriend, that PTA mom. Fuck his brains out. Be his fucking slut. Seriously, you're, we're so much more better equipped to handle that kind of multi-level thinking and rocking his world. Men don't have as many gears as we do. Nothing against guys and guys don't take it personally. I'm trying to help your women here, like get this concept, slut it up. Go ahead, slut it up, ladies. Be your man's little fucking private whore. Do that. And you're never going to have to worry about who he's DMing, who he's looking at, what, swear to God, like you can monopolize his mind, his sexual mind, all of his sexual intentions, you can direct towards yourself, but you have to work at it. You just have to do a little bit of work. It has to be a priority for you. And why wouldn't it? That's a fucking jewel in your crown. My man, I am my man's little private little slut. I own him and he owns me. When a man says he owns you, guess what? you own him too. That door swings both ways. So you should want that. Make it a priority. And you'll have great relationships. You'll have great sex, great communication. It deepens your connection with someone. The last thing I want to talk about really quickly, I've just been bombarded with a lot of, you know, the listeners and the thank you, the accolades and the private messages that you're sending me and the ratings and the things, you know, on iTunes and the donations. I Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. You don't know just how much that fuels me forward and what that does for me, how much I appreciate it. It's amazing. Thank you so much. This is a, what I'm doing, this podcast, the everything it's, you know, and trying to get around like all of the, you know, social media that sort of doesn't approve of what I'm doing. Like it's really a, um, it's a privilege and an honor that you listen to me, that you give me feedback, that you take five minutes, 10 minutes, whatever it is, if you give me a, you know, if you give me a donation, if you give me a, you know, five-star review on iTunes, it just, it's like a, it's a head nod, you know, and you can do it anonymously. It's just a silent nod that says, yes, thank you. I appreciate what you're doing. Thank you so much. And so, you know, I just want to say, I, I love you guys. I value the fact that 
you know, you've only got so much time in the day, so many hours, and that you actually take time to listen to me. And then you take it one step further, you know, you help me continue to do what I'm doing. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I just hope you find this podcast informational, informative, and that you, you know, you get value out of it. I mean, it's like I said, I think that sex and intimacy, communication, honesty, I value all those things. And I want those to be, if those are, you know, pillars or cornerstones of what you believe in too, then, you know, then I'm with my right tribe. You know, I'm talking to the right people. So thanks again. I really, really, from the bottom of my heart, appreciate it. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. And uh, like I've kind of said before, if you um, value the podcast, easiest way you can show me that is to go to iTunes. Not necessarily the podcast syndicate that you're listening to. It could be Podbean. It could be, there's a lot of different ones, but if you could go to iTunes and give the podcast a five-star review, I would so much appreciate it. Like I said, you can do it anonymously. Don't worry. It's not really tagged to your iTunes user ID. You can give yourself any name that you want. It doesn't track you or trace you. And then the last thing is if you want to make a donation, I would love that too, because I pay for all of this out of my pocket and it's not cheap. It's not super expensive, but it's not cheap either to do this show. And I've been doing it for three and a half years. And if you want to make a donation, I will love you, love you, love you. And that is curiousgirldiaries.com forward slash donate. All right, guys. Thanks so much. Until next time, just, you know, keep it sexy. Let's keep those dicks hard. Let's keep those pussies wet. Let's keep our, you know, our sexy, creative juices flowing. All right. Talk to you soon. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. And if you like what you hear, refer me to a friend. And make sure you're following me on social media. Also, go to the website, thecuriousgirldiaries.com, and join my subscribers-only list for access to exclusive content. And as usual, questions or comments, you can always email me at curiousgirl at thecuriousgirldiaries.com.